Hey, what's up, everybody? What's going on? What's going on? What's going on, everybody? Yes. Welcome to another live on tonight. I'm so happy to have you all on tonight. Y'all mean the world to me. And I'm so grateful. I'm starting a little bit, um, starting right now. I do have a very special guest for you all and just waiting for more people to come on as well before I bring the guest in. Hallelujah, Halloween. Halloween. And as um, I do with all of my lives, I'm going to sing a little bit for you all. So that way you can see what your child is doing, what your favorite person in the world is doing. And as um, I do with all of So, and I am very excited. So, yeah. But um, I pray that your week is going well and I'm waiting for some more people to come on before we dive right in. So. Lord, give me a praying spirit, a praying spirit, Lord, help me to say yeah. Oh, yes, Lord. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes. Oh, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, Yes, Lord. Thank you for watching. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Ooh, Lord. Yes, Lord. And if you're watching, please say hello, like, and share this with your friends and your family. I really want y'all to be on. And I'm here, y'all, just um, checking on something with this live feed. And thank you all that are watching on Facebook and on... Uh... So, hello, everybody. I have a very special guest on tonight, my big brother, um, a creative person, actor, model, um, writer as well. Introduce yourself. Well, my name is Matthew Carter. Can you hear me? Is it too much background noise? Um, I can actually hear you very well. Okay, perfect. Well, my name is Matthew Carter, uh, born and raised in Daytona Beach, Florida. I now reside in New York City. I am a self-published author, uh, actor, model, and a gospel mind. A few other things, I do have a nonprofit organization. And as you know, I um, was working on creating, and still gonna be doing that in the future, uh, a magazine along with the organization to kind of push the people that I'm gonna be coming in contact with that I wanna also help who as I'm boosting myself, because it's definitely about building with each other. 
and um, have a movie that I actually put together that's on YouTube called War Angel The Awakening. So there's definitely a lot of stuff that I'm doing. Awesome. Awesome. Um, and thank you again for coming on tonight to discuss tonight's topic. Um, very quickly, tell us about War Angel. Well, War Angel was actually inspired after working on uh, a film called Bessie. And um, I decided to go ahead and start talking about my personal, personal experiences especially after being diagnosed. As you see, I'm wearing a shirt that says HIV Lives. It actually says HIV Lives Matter. Yes, um, yes. <laughs> and War Angel was it's, it's one of those things that I wanted to kind of uh, share my story by allowing other people uh, to see that, it, that they don't have to be ashamed of who they are for the most part. Uh, exactly. So War Angel, <laughs> he's pretty much a hero uh, fighting for people who are afraid to speak out and, and speak on certain things. That is awesome. And thank you for doing that film, for creating and allowing those creative juices to flow. That that means so much that you would do that, especially in today's society where people just want something that they can relate to, um, especially when it comes to HIV, um, living in the communities that we are a part of. So thank you again so much um, for just sharing with us. Um, I've watched your lives. I watch your lives and they have me lit. They have me absolutely <laughs> lit. Uh, and you are, are awesome. I've, oh gosh, how long have we known each other for? Oh my. You here now. Yeah. Wow. So, so everybody that's watching tonight and even on the replay, up on the replay, come on, DJ, want you to turn the music up. Um, many of y'all are watching. Many of y'all have seen the flyer that I put out um, on last week. So tonight we are talking about life with HIV. And um, as many of you all know, and some of you all may be hearing this for the first time, um, I was diagnosed with HIV in 2012. Um, and... It's had its ups and it's had its downs. Um, Matthew, tell us a little bit about your experience um, living with HIV. Um, you can start at any point. I mean, it, it, it was very hard. Again, this is one of the reasons I had to go ahead and create War Angel because this was one of the crosses that God let me know I had to go ahead and bear to be able to help other people. Um, and... For me, when I first got diagnosed, I started asking God, why did he abandon me? Why did he give me this curse of death? And I just had a lot of questions. I literally felt like my life was over. I felt as though I was dirty. I was disgusting. No one would want to be in a relationship with me. So it kind of pushed me to, to stay in a relationship that I, I wasn't happy with. But I felt like I may as well stay there because this person transmitted something to me. And now I'm trapped in this relationship. So I, I had a lot of depression that I was dealing with. Um, it took a lot of prayer. It took a lot of self soul searching to, to finally find my worth and to finally understand that I control my destiny, not the diagnosis. I control my destiny. And I can decide on whether or not I want to die with something or live with something. And I chose life. And I, I completely agree with you and share those sentiments. Um, for me, 
Um, when I was diagnosed with HIV, um, who it was a very crucial time for me, um, trying to find myself. And um, at one point in time, I had yes, I had been engaged in sex work, and coming off of the heels of that, and also trying to figure out who I was, and so I was using poor judgment. Um, when it came down to um, to how I interacted, how I carried myself um, sexually, and and that's true. Like for me, I didn't even want to engage in sex with anyone. I literally felt dirty. I felt. I guess it, it was also too because I didn't get a choice. Mm-hmm. It was just something I felt like I was trapped. Like the person literally was like. If I can't have you, no one can. And it literally just threw something into my life that I didn't ask for. And I know how it made me feel. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want anyone else feeling that way. And I said, you know what? Let me tell people. So it was so crazy because I was honest with people. That's what really started to open the doors for me to show me that, you know, the honesty was something that people were really attracted to. And they felt as though I was giving them that option of whether or not they could be with me. And it kind of made them lean a little bit towards wanting to give me the chance and give someone who who is diagnosed the chance to be in a relationship with them. And HIV didn't even matter anymore. It was all about respect for the most part. And also that support system. I kind of prepared myself for the worst. Mm -hmm. And because I prepared myself for the worst, it allowed me to also endure. Yes, yes. And that's the key word, enduring, because with us that live with HIV, we have to endure a lot. Um, we have to endure the stigma. We also have to endure the rejection because of our status, the rejection because of who we are and whom, for some whom we choose to love. And people's favorite questions are, how did you catch HIV? Or do you know who contracted it to you? Like, were you out there hoeing? Were you out there sleeping around? And a lot of times that's not the case at all. There's so many different ways you can get it. Like, for instance, like I said, I got it from someone who I was in a relationship with and they didn't tell me that they were sleeping around. So just because you're you're HIV positive, and, and I think that's the bad thing about it too, just because you have HIV, I mean, it, it's so many negative negative stereotypes around the word HIV. Mm-hmm. They, they well, not saying that, you know, only gay people get it, but they call it the gay disease. And, and that is that is something that I'm definitely trying to keep saying. Also too, people assume that because you have HIV, you're automatically sick. So that was another thing I had to kind of help people to understand. Just because someone's diagnosed, it doesn't automatically make them sick. So when I would tell people I have HIV, oh, are you sick? Are you going to the hospital? That doesn't mean that I'm, I'm, I'm dying. It just simply means I have a diagnosis. But it takes a lot and it takes a strong mind when you're surrounded by people like that to overcome those, those stereotypes because it can be a lot. Mm-hmm. And I agree, it can be a lot and overwhelming. Um, in my experience, when I tell people um, I am living with HIV, they have some questions. Some questions go a little, you know, crossing boundaries and stuff. 
But um, yeah, I have I have gotten to a point now to where I tell people I'm not sick, I'm not dying, I am perfectly healthy. Um, go ahead and cross into this if you want. Um, even with dating and being on dating apps, you see a lot of people say, um, and you see this on on Facebook as well. A lot of people will be like, "Well, I want somebody clean." Yeah. Um, they have to be drug and disease free. It's like, really, are we doing this now? Is this how we're doing it? Like for real? So and it's a lot of people too. Just because you tell them you're HIV positive, they assume that you're desperate for love, that you're desperate for attention, that you're desperate for affection, and you will allow them to treat you any kind of way because they're doing you a favor by being in your presence or being with you, even sexually. So. It really takes a strong person or somebody who is willing to fight for people and let them know that you don't have to accept that shit, you know? You don't have exactly. to accept that kind of stuff. But you mm. definitely got to learn to yourself because if you don't love yourself for who you are, people are going to definitely treat you any kind of way. Exactly. Um, and with the rejection, what are some of the experiences that you've had Um especially with dating or just meeting new people, uh, building your network, uh, building your circle of friends? How um, have you faced any rejection or backlash or even by you being very vocal about your HIV status in your work? Um, what is some of the feedback that you've gotten? Well, I think um, a lot, to be honest with you, because I've, I've shown people how strong I am, um, it, it kind of, pushes a lot of people who have that, that mentality of trying to uh, make me feel or belittle me, mm -hmm. it, it kind of causes them to stand back. Um, and when they, when they do make that attempt, I, I, I definitely reassure and let them know, I love me, I'm strong by myself. You're not someone who is completing me. You're someone who's adding to me of what I'm doing. And for me, it was like a test. And that mm -hmm. was another reason why so upfront about it. If if I tell you upfront about this diagnosis, I want to see for who you are. Kind of like what's going on right now with the racism. Right. I want to see you for who you really are. And when you reject me and try to treat me a certain way, I'm not going to feel bad. You're simply showing me you're someone who don't deserve to be in my circle. So you're excused. Exit stage left. <laughs> <laughs> say that, say that, say that. And and you know what's crazy? You mentioned racism. Mm -hmm. I actually have had the displeasure of being on certain apps. And when someone, our non-melanated brethren, hallelujah, our unseasoned family, <laughs> they will um, come to you with these strong advances, sending pictures of things that we may not want to show the public and sometimes right. it's gross what you see. Hallelujah. But when you reject them, often you get called the N word and they'll say, I hope you die of AIDS. Right. And I'm like, right. Whoa, all of this because I rejected you. Right. Like for real. And, and, and I think that's, and see, that's something else that prepared me for the, the AIDS HIV I grew up in a racist, very racist um, city for the most part. So I had to learn how to deal with people who hated me simply because of my skin color. Mm -hmm. And then after that, when I came out that I was attracted to men and, and bisexual, now I had to deal with that from church folks. 
and being bashed by church folks. So when AIDS came, I already had two opportunities that taught me how to deal with ignorant people. Mm-hmm. So now I was prepared, but it was for me it was more mental how to how to really love me and accept myself. And I just literally kind of reflected on those moments and said, you know what, you was able mm-hmm. to deal with this and deal with that, you can deal with this. Because people would definitely, and, and I just noticed how they would try to find something to make you feel less than who you are simply because you are not interested in it. Exactly. And I actually have, I, I, I have so many experiences that I can share myself with dating and living with HIV. I had someone that was interested in me and at the time I was um, in a leadership position at a church down south. Um, and this person, because I had to handle something with one of the church members that were in crisis, and I'm, you know, going to different places, seeing what's going on. And this person says to me, I I had let them know from the jump, hey, I'm HIV positive. This is what you have to deal with if you're dating me. Not to mention that I'm going through a major transition. So because I didn't answer my phone, I get text messages saying, oh, you infected bitch, you sick person. You're sick. That's why you got what you got playing with people. I said, number one, goodbye. I'm not going to even acknowledge you said that. So I'm just going to block you. And a couple of years later, they're in my DMs again. And I'm like, girl, bye. Like, I still haven't forgotten how because I could not make time for you in that instant. You Mm -hmm. decided to do health reads on my HIV status. And you see that Mm -hmm. a lot, especially in the LGBT, the black queer community, the black trans communities, Mm -hmm. where they're instantly, when they get upset with someone, they instantly start the health reads. Right. right. And they get cruel when it comes to HIV. And see me, I know I'm, I'm, I'm different from some people. You know, everybody don't have a spiritual belief. Everybody don't have a belief in God. I know for me, I have a belief in God. I, I believe God, I trust God, and I truly have a relationship with him. So that has been my saving grace for the most mm-hmm. part. And, you know, that was one of my things. I literally would always say, wow, God, you don't love me. You don't love me. One of the things, again, with war angels, is mm-hmm. my mission is to let people know who do believe in God and trust God to let them know this is not a sign of abandonment at all. Right. You know, even with being gay, it's like literally one thing I've learned being gay is the ultimate test for someone who, who claims they love God and, 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 and walk in that life because if you can't love me for who I am, how can you say you love God because God is love but you have so much hatred in you just by me being in the room. I didn't even say anything to you, but you hate the fact that I'm living in my truth, but you're afraid to live in yours. That's not my fault. Don't blame exactly. me. And, and you said something true. A lot of times people re- re- will reflect their insecurity on you and use the thing that's, you know, that's a sore, sta- a sore spot for you. Yeah. And, yeah, those, and those those health reads, especially coming from the church, because so long in the especially the black church, they are they are malicious with it, especially in the old days. 
where you were here over the pool pit. Y'all need to get it together. You're going to catch AIDS and die. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. So we're teaching now that HIV and AIDS is a punishment for... I'm sorry, I can't get with that doctrine. I do believe in consequences of your actions, be it positive or negative. But to say that someone is cursed, you know, and I felt like that when I contracted HIV because I had a church that I was a part of at one time. I left because they would try to curse people that they figured were was homosexual or that they deemed less than. Mm. And a lot of preaching and teaching has been done out of ignorance when it's not, you have a lot of heterosexual people that are, that are living with HIV, but they're hush hush about it because of the stigma, especially coming from religious circles. Exactly. Because the first thing they say is you must have slept with a man. If it's another man who's straight and has HIV. Oh, you must have slept with a man. That's gay to me. And, for me, it started really revealing the, the level of ignorance with people. And I had to even tell some of the people that were in my family, stop using certain words because you don't know what you're talking about. You know, good thing I was able to endure and build a relationship with God. Because a lot of people still ask me, after everything you've been through, how is it that you can still trust and believe in God? And I say, it's simply because I went to him first, even after being told not to question him. Mm-hmm. And I was able to understand certain gifts that I have on the spiritual level. So I, I had visions and I paid attention to those visions. And then I would ask God for certain things and he would actually deliver to me certain things to, to, to answer the questions that I had. Even with being diagnosed, I said, God, why did you curse me? Now I'm cursed. I'm cursed to die. And he asked me, who do you know is living forever? So that's what really turned the tables for me to understand. Stop saying what you're dying with and say what you're living for. Exactly. Stop speaking death. Speak life into your existence and do that for other people so they can have life and enjoy the life despite uh, a diagnosis. Mm, (laughs) I can go in off of that. Yes, go. Let me stop because I will go in for real. You have to be careful with that, honey, because just one thank you. Mm-hmm. That will obliterate the scene right there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when living with this, especially facing the stigma and ignorance, it can be very detrimental to one's mental health. And I advise to everyone that's watching, if you're living with HIV or you know someone that is, please be a help to them. Educate yourself. Yes. Not only that, I will say this. If you are living with HIV, it is okay to see a therapist. Don't go at this alone by yourself. Right. Because we can feel unworthy or unloved because we are carrying this. And there are many times where your girl, she gets she gets in one of those spots, you know, where it's like, oh my gosh, especially um, when dating and meeting people that you're interested in um, and you intend on having some kind of sexual contact with them, the fact that you have is, I believe in disclosure. I really do. I don't care if you're undetectable, if you're, you know, healthy, still disclose. And I disclose for one, one or two, a lot of reasons I disclose, of course, because it's law. I also disclose 
because I want to see what kind of person I'm dealing with. Can you handle not just the priestess, but can you handle the things that come with me? The things that yeah. I have to deal with on a daily basis, the, the fact that I have to take a pill in order to remain healthy, that I have to go to regular doctor visits, certain things I can't interact with, certain things I may not be able to do, you know. And, and because it's like, everybody I talk to, like I said, they don't have a spiritual belief. So you don't have to believe in God, but at least believe in yourself, you know, and keep that in mind too. You're Just because you're diagnosed with HIV, you're not disgusting, you're not nasty. And keep in mind, the reason that you want to disclose is if you disclose early enough, like you don't have to disclose on the very first date. You can try to see if this is somebody that you're even attracted to on a level past attraction physically. And if it seems like it's somebody that you really possibly can be with, then I would say disclose because you don't want to get into a, a get deep into a relationship like six months and then disclose and find out this is somebody who don't or can't handle the fact that you're that you're positive. So if you exactly early enough you can you can kind of break that and your heart is not so tied to that person and and that is well said because um it's i, I think also thank you Sayon. thank you so much for chiming into the conversation let me know if you have any questions oh my gosh this is one of my mentors in podcasting and let me know if i pronounced the name correctly as well thank you um one of the things I will say about disclosure, it's always about timing. Um, and we sometimes we don't get it right all the time. We don't get it, you know, 100%. And it's a learning process. But also, I believe that um, however the timing happens, that says a lot about the person that you are because you have that much respect for the other person. And then also you have you get to see how that other person, their level of education, their level of comfort. Right their thoughts, if they're still living in the 1980s, or if they're still living in the 1990s. Because a lot of them are. A lot of them definitely are. I've even come across people, I told them in the beginning that I was positive and they kind of faded away and disappeared. But they came back later saying that, you know, I really appreciate you being upfront. I couldn't handle it then, but I'm, I'm, I really want to, to try to make it work now. And I tell them, it's too late. I'm kind of dating somebody right now. Right, <laughs> like, right. So you don't have to kick yourself and feel bad because somebody rejected you. It's just because they, they're not ready to handle who you are. You're, you're, you're probably too much for them, you know, instead of you feeling the other way around, you know, thinking they're too much for you. So don't, don't beat yourself up. You, you, you're, you're worth something. You have value. Don't feel like you don't have value. You have value. Remember, listen to Big Brother Matthew. He said you have value. Remember that. If y'all don't remember that, the priestess will come down off the throne and we're going to twirl. We're going to twirl. You know, twirl. That's, another reason, that's another reason I do the modeling. Like sometimes people ask me why I do the body shots and like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to solicit sex or anything like that, but a lot of people think that they're not sexy. They feel like they don't have any sex appeal just because of the diagnosis. So that's another reason why I do some of the modeling I do. Let folks know you can still you you still you still got it, boo. Hello, <laughs> and, and you know what? That's because you know, it's a lot of people think because someone has HIV, 
like that they're already wasting away and they automatically assume that they have um, an AIDS diagnosis. Thank you, Henry Harris. Thank you so much. Please share this live with the people on your friends list. Let them know what you're listening to and watching. This is very pivotal. Please share because more people need to be educated. Yeah. Especially in 2007. Okay. Oh, wow. And how, how what was your reaction uh, when you were diagnosed? I cried for three days. I literally cried for three days. I like, I, first and foremost, I went to his house because I caught him cheating. And I went and got tested the next day. And when I got that test, because at that point in 2007, you didn't have to wait two weeks to get your results. They could tell you literally 10 minutes whether or not. Right. And so I said, okay, before I, you know, jump the gun, is it possible that you all can tell me how, you know, how long this has been in my system? And they mm -hmm. said, well, based on the numbers, it, it looks like this is something that just happened the last couple weeks. Mm. I went to his house and I was ready to fight. You were ready to fight, turn his day into night. Yes. And I'm, but I'm glad I didn't get to him because I would have ended up in jail and I would have been in a worse situation than, than so I just kind of just went away and I literally cried. I, I was like, I felt like my life was over. But again, that's when I heard God's voice to tell me, stop crying and just and ask me, do you trust me? Do you trust me? Mm -hmm. And he let me know, I want you to be a voice and let people know. Because I know you love me and you can get through and endure anything. I want you to let other people know who gave, who, who thought, think that I, I don't love them because of what other people is telling them that I do love them. Even if they don't believe in me, just show them love and let them know that they matter, that they have value and they deserve love and they can achieve that. But they have to first love themselves because if they don't love themselves, People are going to take advantage of them and treat them like they're trash when they are a gem, their treasure. So that is the message that I'm pushing as War Angel, and I'm fighting for them as much as I can, and just hope that as I'm fighting, that they can eventually get up, recuperate, and live the life that they deserve, because they do deserve life. I agree. That is well said. They do. We all deserve life. And one thing um, I will say, um, a lot of people will say that because we are living with HIV, um, we don't deserve the same things as everybody else. We don't deserve love um, because automatically, like we mentioned earlier, um, they feel that we were out whoring and or as my mother would say, whoring about and righteously living. Um, <laughs> Mom, if you watching, I ain't trying to shade you. Don't hurt me, girl. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. But, you know, people feel like, and even we ourselves feel like we're undeserving because of this, but we deserve the world like anybody else. We deserve right, right. everything else. And that's one thing I've never understood with people excuse me, that they deem someone living with HIV as less than like, and we can go into a plethora of things like, yes, I have a history in sex work. I have a history in making independent films, but that doesn't demonize, that shouldn't demonize me just because I'm living with HIV. 
I actually, I actually caught it from someone that I was dating at the time. I'm not sure if they knew their status or not. But because I had a lapse in judgment, didn't protect myself, I have to take responsibility for my part in it as well. But I'm not going, I've come to the place where I stopped beating myself up for it. Right. And that's the thing about it, I'm glad you mentioned that too, because some people don't know, because unfortunately, people are going to not get tested to know because they are afraid to know. But it's better to know than not know. Exactly. Knowing is sexy. Knowing is sexy. And, and healthy. And right is very healthy. And I tell people, if you want to know if you're okay, go get tested. Yes, you're going to be fearful. You're going to have those feelings. But knowing should give you some type of peace. You know, if you're positive, seek treatment and stay in treatment. Because I've I've known people that have stopped treatment because they were tired. I've had people to start treatment and healthy or either but also we have to talk about the mental health aspect of it as well because because i think a lot of people just look at hiv or aids if you know it progresses that far a lot of people look at this and they fail to look at the mental at how it affects your mental and emotional health right especially with certain medications um i just recently changed medications i was on a tripla for most of the seven years that I was on, I changed it a couple of months ago and I can tell a change in my life because I do deal with depression. I do deal with mental illness. Mm -hmm. So making sure that also you're looking at the side effects of medications that plays a part in your mental health as well, because they give you the warning. It causes depression, suicidal thoughts, sleepless nights. So with the mental health aspect um, how what has your experience how what has your experience been concerning the mental health aspect of living with HIV? Now for the with the mental health aspect for me, kind of like today, I had a discussion with my doctor. And one of the things I was letting him know is being that you're my doctor, I need to ensure that you actually care about me and I'm not just a, a, a to-do list on your chart because you need to understand what I'm dealing with to be able to care about me as a patient as well as a person and knowing that your doctor cares about you and has value in you as well that can help with the mental aspect of things because at least it gives you someone to confide in because if you can't trust your doctor then that's an issue that's a serious issue Mm -hmm. and don't be afraid to ask the question you know um if on the mental aspect you definitely need to have at least one one person that you can talk to I, I literally really say try to have three because you don't want to, you know, dump everything on that one person. You need to have right. people that you can at least go to when that person needs to recover. Um, but if you have a therapist, they're prepared to be that one person. And don't feel like you said earlier, don't feel bad for talking to a therapist because to be honest with you, everybody talks to, talks to a therapist or have someone who is somewhat like a therapist. It could be their pastor. And they talk to their pastor when they need that that mental that mental stability. So you just need to find someone who can handle being a therapist if it's just gonna be one person. Um, sometimes getting the diagnosis can cause a person to break down mentally because they're not really prepared for that. And that is that's 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 serious information that a person has to kind of adjust to because 
sometimes they're going to adjust their whole entire life because what you eat and how you eat is going to also affect your mental mental state because food has a effect on your mind and a lot of people don't realize that um in the medicine you know they're getting ready to switch my medication. Matter of fact, tomorrow I'm going to be taking a new medication called Big Carby. And I have to understand, that's why you want to have a good relationship with the doctor. You want to know the side effects of these medications and what effect it's going to have on you. Because if you're taking something already, that medicine may cause you to have a serious issue mentally. And you're going to break down and go crazy. And we don't want people committing suicide. That's the last thing we want. And I agree. I'm, and it's funny that you said Big Tar because that's what I'm taking as well. Oh, yes, because okay. I'm. Uh, I, and I can truly say, since I changed it, I can tell um, as I navigate living with depression, which I honestly believe mm -hmm. is just a temporary issue. You know, I have faith in God that you know He's a healer. But while I'm waiting on the manifestation of the miracle. I'm still going to use what the earth and vessel gave me that God gave us to use. Your faith without work is dead, baby. Hello. Hello. And a lot of people will, a lot of religious people will be like, just pray about it. He'll heal you. But it takes work. <laughs> Got to go to the doctor and check, you know. And for me, um, I can tell, I can tell with Victoria, I've been, it may not show because I'm a rather petite, petite person. I can mm -hmm. tell that I've gained my weight back. I've gained weight. And I'm happy because with the triplet, um, for those of us that have taken a triplet, sometimes we don't have appetites um, with HIV meds. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm thankful for the ad advancement over the last seven to 10 years, especially because at one point, um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, a lot of, at, at one point in time, people were required to take cocktails. They were required to take cocktails and who just yeah. here the stories from the 80s to the 90s of how so much has changed survival rate mortality rate has changed with hiv um you rarely hear, hear the word AIDS anymore yes and that's another thing like people are very much so getting understanding with that because mm -hmm. when you become undetectable they're starting to understand okay if you're undetectable then you're untransmittable so i don't have to be so stressed out as, as much so you do have, it also depends on where you live. I have to take mm -hmm. this because if you live in a region of the world that is completely oblivious to what's going on in the world, then right. they're definitely going to start, they're going to be treating people a, a whole different way. So that's where the work comes in to make sure we're giving people information <laughs> to, to understand what they need to do. Um, exactly. And that's another reason I say, again, be honest with your doctor because if you're if you're taking certain medications or if you're getting high or if you're doing certain things and you're not telling them what you're on and then they give you a medication that's going to cause a side effect to put you in a, a serious state of mental distress, your life is not going to be as easy as it can. I agree. And I'm noticing, and I was talking with this with a good friend of mine, um, as it pertains to HIV, we're noticing that, especially in the Black queer communities, we have a lot of people that are using crystal meth, cocaine, um, marijuana. Well, nothing wrong with a little bit of marijuana. Hallelujah. But uh, <laughs> don't touch my cannabis. But no. Uh, uh -huh. I said, I'll leave it alone. 
but no, I'm just saying now, even with marijuana, you have to be careful um, because I'm noticing a pandemic in the queer communities of crystal meth, cocaine, heavy drug use. And we're finding out that a lot of people are using that to cope with different things. And how does that play in, in this AIDS crisis? It makes it worse. I mean, because when you're taking those those things, you're you're making your immune system even weaker. You mm -hmm. know, so that's why it's very very. It, it hurts me when I find out. You know, unfortunately, they're doing that because that's their way of dealing with the depression. They're trying to, mm -hmm. you know, escape, and they don't want to think about it, and they don't have. It goes back to the education. They don't have the education and the understanding of their diagnosis, and they end up turning to these drugs thinking, well, if I'm going to die, I, I'd rather die high, you know. Mm -hmm. And it hurts me when I see people have given up on themselves and they turn to drugs like that. It really really does hurt me. But it's I, like, it, it makes it difficult because once their mind is gone, it's really hard to give them understanding and to reason with them because their mind is literally just dead. I, I have that. And that is crucial. That is really crucial um, because I noticed that a lot of people are using drugs to cope. And then sometimes while we're on those drugs, we're not in our right mind and we're making um, risky decisions. Yeah. And woo, I could just say, woo, hoo, hoo, hoo. I would have <laughs> driven the run, but no. Uh, <laughs> As bad as I want to, it, it's crazy, you know, because I, I've been there myself. I've, I've, I have some people that have seen me at my low point um, while using coke and crystal meth, lacing my marijuana, lacing everything, putting cocaine in my drinks. So. And I know some people, when I was asking them why they were doing it, it was because they felt like AIDS or HIV was the worst thing that could happen to them, and I had to try to help them understand it's not the worst thing that can happen to you. It's a lot of other things that are worse than having AIDS or HIV. You exactly. Know, you can live with it, but it, it, you can get to a point where you have no return. But HIV, AIDS is not the worst thing that can happen to you. It's not. It's not. It's really not. And I, that's one thing I had to learn um, when I was diagnosed. Um, is I felt like my life was over. And my biggest thing was I'm not going to be able to fall in love. That was the biggest thing. I'm like, no one will date me now. That was the first thing that came to my mind. But you're not alone in this. There are resources. There are support groups. There are people there to help you. And yeah. you will really see who your circle is. Yeah. You, you will really see that. And yes, let's go. Let's go. And I, and I said this too, because some people feel like, well, if you're, because I had people come in and say, well, if you're HIV positive, we might as well be together. But that's not how it works. <laughs> you know, just because I'm HIV positive doesn't mean that only an HIV positive person will be attracted to you. There are a lot of people who don't have HIV that approach me. And they're like, it's literally because they see that you have confidence and you love yourself. That is one of the main things that's going to attract love because it's hard for someone else to love you if you don't love yourself. And then on top of that, like I said, being honest taking care of yourself you know they see that you're taking care of yourself it's not literally just because of the AIDS or HIV it's because they want you to be around with them for a while 
Like they're going to love you. They want to love you for as long as they can. So take care of yourself. It's going to help with that. Big time, big time. And um, on a side note, we're going to, you know, keep going in this live. And again, thank you so much. Thank you. I, I try to have fun on these lives, you know, on these recordings as much as possible. So what would you advise for someone who is living with HIV, especially if they just found out? What would you advise them in terms of dating wise? In terms of dating wise, I definitely say if you find somebody you're attracted to, go out on a couple of dates. You know, if you are the type of person that is wanting to have sex so quickly, I would say let's not do that. Right. Let's get to know someone who, who will respect you for you, not what you can give them sexually. Because after the sex, what do you offer? And if you want to be in a relationship with someone, you should be able to offer something more sex because it's about longevity. So go on a couple of dates, probably the third or fourth date if you want to go ahead and, and kind of talk about the, 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 the HIV status. You can do that, but you don't have to. You don't really have to reveal status until they are wanting to actually engage in sex. Now, I would say if it seems like you're dating them and you're not having sex with them and it's probably going on like month number two or month three, Mm-hmm. By month three, I would probably kind of want to have that conversation if it seems like this is someone that you're getting close to and attached to. Because again, you don't want to get super attached to someone. And then by the time you talk about this topic, it's, it's a person who's going to run for the hill. Mm-hmm. They will respect you more if you show them that you respect them by disclosing your status and I would do it in a safe, in a safe, in a safe place, you know. Um, so, do it with a friend that you trust. Do it with, and this is another reason I say have that support person that you can talk to, because if you reveal this information with that person close, and that person you're revealing it to has a tendency to click out, you have that person that will be there to, to protect you if you need that protection. You know, it's kind of like when you go buy something with some, with some from someone you met online, you don't go to some crazy alley. You you, you meet in the parking lot to make sure that they're not trying to, to do something crazy. Hello. Um, <laughs> That's true. Meet them out in public. Because yeah. right. the, the yeah. priest carries a blade and maze. I don't play. I carry <laughs> I would definitely advise, you know, protect yourself on that level. And it, 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 it can be tricky. It can definitely be tricky because matters of the heart are, are very sensitive, are very sensitive. So just just be be careful, be cautious, be safe, mm-hmm. and, you know, love yourself. That, that's the main thing. You have to love yourself. And, and I don't, don't be afraid to date. I agree. And if I may add, if you have just found out your status, give yourself some time first to to adjust and to come to terms with this change in your life. Um, And I I feel that if you try to date right after you find out your diagnosis, you're not giving yourself time to process what's going on and you're not giving yourself enough time to locate resources, locate a support group, have that support group and get more educated 
on how this affects your life, because this not only affects your life, but it affects the person that you're dating or your future mate as well, because it will be an adjustment for them. Yes. And that's very important. That's definitely very important. To, especially if you def, definitely just got diagnosed, unless it's somebody that you're already dating, you know, and you want to talk about it with them because it's possible that they may be too. But um, I would definitely say give yourself time to reevaluate and to adjust the new life that you're going to have to have. And, and, I, and I guess that's where I'm going with love yourself because you have to learn to re-love yourself and accept yourself and understand the value that you really have in order to not be taken advantage of when you do meet someone because you don't want to come across desperate. When you come across desperate, people take advantage of you. And, and I agree because people will take advantage of you. Um, and especially people will try to use your status against you in relationships, especially if they're, if they have an ulterior motive. So you have to like be that. And like you said earlier, like when it does come to the point when you say this isn't going to work for me and they try to use that against you because you've learned to love yourself, it won't affect you and bother you so bad. That's like I learned to love me as a black man. So when someone of a different race came to me and called me the N-word, it didn't bother me. I laughed at them because I know who I am. And I've learned to understand it's not what they call you, it's what you answer to. I agree. <laughs> Say that. Say that. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> Who are you singing to, Brenda Cats? <laughs> but this is definitely one of my books, War Angel, The Awakening. Um, it's on Amazon, it's also on Kindle. And yes. again, I share my story because a lot of people are not ready to share their story. So I tell people, use this book. You know, if you really want to see the mind of, of where somebody is with a certain status, say, hey, I, I found this book or I was reading this book about this guy who was diagnosed and see how they respond to that and how they respond to the story may be an indication how they're going to respond to you. And if they respond negative, you go, okay, this. Let me get away from this motherfucker because this baby, he over here acting crazy. I'm sitting here telling about this book and what happened to this dude in this book. And he talk about how this person, that, and this. Oh, but they don't know secretly. This is me too. So you just show me how your true color is. Get the hell on, baby. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Exactly. Hello. Hello. <laughs> I do like the old church mothers do. Mm-mm. And, and you have to do that. And thank you, thank you for the book, y'all. Go go check my brother out. Go check my big brother out. He he is talented. He is talented, and I'm so I'm like fangirling over here because I'm like oh my god because I was trying to figure out who to have on as a guest. And big shout out to Pastor Marvy Stevenson for advising me on this channel. Thank you so much. He advised me on on um, some things to innovate this live, and I'm so grateful for that. And one thing I will say, um, I'm very proud of you as well, because I Thank remember you. the early days uh, when it was built of the project, and I was like, I cannot wait, I can't wait, and to see that you're progressing with the movie, your books, you. your artistry, and Seeing you um, 
on Black Lightning and oh, a few other things. I'm sitting there, y'all, I'm sitting there watching TV one night. Had my glass of Merlot in my hand. I'm looking at TV. I said, oh, I know him. I know him. I know him. So I'm like, let me get on social media right quick. <laughs> That's like my um my 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 kids, they they they're watching Black Lightning right now because they're waiting. They literally started from the very beginning. Like they could have just went to the episode and watched, but they are literally watching the entire season just to, to see what episode I'm gonna pop up on on Black Lightning. And it is kind of it's kind of fun, you know doing that kind of stuff but again for me it is a way to show people just because you're diagnosed with something doesn't mean you can't achieve your dream say that again for the people in the back just because you diagnosed with something doesn't mean you can't achieve your dream exactly i'm possible not impossible i'm possible i am possible. say that and i wanted to add <laughs> living with hiv and i know that filming um, and being a creator, director, writer, and an author. Um, and I understand that the schedule is very demanding at times. And this is pre-corona. This was BC before corona. Mm-hmm. How does, um, what is the, how do you take care of yourself? How do you remain healthy um, with all of the stress and the demands of having the schedule of filming. Um, you have the dress rehearsals, you have the audition process, creating process, meetings, whatever. Um, how do you keep healthy in all of this? Stay focused. You have to learn how to stay focused and you have to know what you want and understand what your why is. And when your reason of what you're doing is strong, it will outweigh anything else. So anything that's trying to distract you, or come up, you, you can learn how to, you know, I'm saying, that's okay. I have this, it's in prioritize. It's mm-hmm. definitely all about prioritizing and arranging and creating schedule and sticking to it. Mm-hmm. So instead of me trying to go to the gym, I have my own stuff here, like where I have my weight bench, I have pretty much everything. And the first thing I do in the morning, for the most part, is get up and out exercise. Um, the days that I have to film, I may not exercise that day, but if I'm on set, I'm still doing something. I just stay active and eating right. Eating is 80% of staying healthy and staying in shape. So working out is just 20%. It would just tone everything up. But being focused is definitely what you have to have because if you can't stay focused, then you'll easily fall off of, of whatever you say you're setting for yourself. I, I agree, especially falling off. And I have to, I'm, I'm learning that now, uh, balance, um, because you have to make time to rest as well. You need to sleep. You need to eat healthy as well. Um, one other thing, go ahead. Go ahead, I'm sorry. Balance is definitely important. And it's, it's, it's not just balancing your body. It's mind, body, and soul that you have to ensure that you're taking care of, all three. I, 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 and that is very beneficial. You have to do it holistically um, because HIV not only affects, affects one area, but it affects your body as a whole. And a lot of times as, especially as we grow older living with this, um, we'll see different changes in our bodies. Like we'll see different things change. Um, And, and just in general, we'll see a lot of change. Like, I can truly say I can tell some physical changes um, in me personally. I know one of them being the extreme weight loss that I went through because people were asking my uncle, 
what's wrong with Yannick? Is this child on drugs or something? And I was like, no, they're dealing with some things right now. And, you know, because who? Because everybody's like, your cheeks look sunken in. I'm seeing your cheekbones now. You already have high cheekbones, but come on. So, but again, thank you so much. Uh, before we go, tell us about any future projects or what you have going on now. Well, I released a second book called War Angel Inner Demons. I actually changed the color cover. This is the original, the, well, the first cover. And um, with this particular story, it's talking about just being honest with the inner demons that we're all dealing with because you're not the only one dealing with something. So don't feel bad if you feel like you're dealing with something. And don't be afraid to confront it. Mm -hmm. We have to confront those inner demons in order to conquer them. I'm actually working on turning this into a series so it'll have a further reach than just the book. Um, yes, yes. And I'm excited about that. And then I'm also in the process of, of rebuilding and, and, and expanding the, the nonprofit organization and building a school so I can allow people, uh, again, diagnosed or not, you can pursue and achieve your dream. And I want to be, I want to be able to, to help people with, with that. I'm doing everything that I can. That's my, that's one of my mottos. I'll do what I can, when I can, while I can, until God calls me home. I love that motto. I love that motto. Um, and hey, Jordan. Hey, Bruce. I see y'all on. I see y'all on. I see y'all on. Calling. I see y'all on. I see y'all on. Yes. And again, thank you so much. Um, can you tell us where to find you on social media? I'm on Facebook. Uh, you can do Facebook forward slash uh, all about Matt. Um, I'm also Instagram war.angel.reborn. And I'm on Twitter at God War Angel. So, um, and um, again, the, the movie is on YouTube. It's free to watch. It's about a good two hours, but you can do it in increments if you need to. The two oh. hours will definitely satisfy quickly. <laughs> I will be watching that again tonight. So, um, oh my gosh. I, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And hi, Overseer Walker. How are you? So glad to have you on tonight. I'm excited. I'm having a lot of my family and friends on tonight. So I'm so grateful. And again, thank you so much um, for coming on. This means the world to me. This this really means the world. Because y'all, I look at Matthew as like one of those, he is a celebrity, duh. <laughs> But it's like, this is an A-lister, and I'm like a D-lister, and I'm like, oh, they're on my show, yes! You know, but I'm very excited, and I wanted to do this um, because I wanted it to be heard from the Black perspective. I wanted that to be heard from the Black perspective because I feel that so many times um, people of color, especially Black queer individuals, are overlooked. When yeah. it comes down to HIV, we hear about everybody else's struggles, but you rarely hear it from a black person's perspective. And that's I, that's why I wanted you on, because it doesn't take just one voice. It takes many voices to amplify the sound. It does. And they need to know that they can still be successful in life, you know. And that's another reason I count it all joy, you know. I know you said you're excited, but I'm excited, too. Because God has allowed me to to be in contact with with other like celebrities that are like out there, you know, like major names out there, and they pour into me. 
And when they pour into me, it allows me to pour into other people who are not able to connect to these people that are literally big in the industry. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that. You know, I've learned to listen when it's time to listen and then work when it's time to work. So thank you for having me on to help other people because that's, yeah, that's one of my missions in life, to help everybody that I can who is willing and acceptive of that. And, and thank you so much. I appreciate it again. And again, I'm so proud of you and I'm excited with you. I'm excited for you. And now when you get all of these awards and things, you know, well, when we start getting our awards, you know, cause I'm speaking into existence, your girl right. going to have, I'm going to be an EGOT. Okay. I'm going to be an EGOT by the time I'm 50. Okay. Like I'm on that. I'm on that. Got to go hard in the paint. I'm so excited for you. And I cannot wait to watch this watch your movie again and y'all get his books please support black creatives i cannot preach that enough please support black creatives please please um and matthew i need you to send me all of your information um any reels that you have because i want to make sure that i promote you as well from one creative to another y'all us black creatives we all we got (laughs) We have to support each other and not throw the shade, not bicker or anything. We got too much going on right now. So support your brothers and sisters. No matter if you don't like that person, you can be shade all you want to, but still still share their stuff, you know. If you want to be paid to share their stuff, get them that view with your shade, okay? You know, <laughs> and that, that's how it works. But again, thank you again. Thank you. Um, I'll let you um, give the close out of this session. Well, I just want to say again, thank you all for listening. Uh, thank you for having me on to share. Um, once again, if you are having issues or if you feel like you're in a corner, I am more than willing. This is one of the reasons why War Angel is here. He's here to take whatever heat you feel like you can't take. If you want to throw everything on him to see how people are going to respond, please do that so you can protect yourself if, if that's what you need to do. I'm on Facebook. If you if you ever need to reach out and talk to someone, I'm I'm, I'm more than happy to talk to you and share with you to continue further and live. Enjoy your life. Live your life. Know that you are you're you're special. You're valuable, and you do matter. And thank you again. And everybody, y'all know what the priestess says because I done said all I got to say. Live, love, and be free. Smooches.